Welcome to Restoration City Church Podcast. We pray you are blessed by this message. Bless the Lord for every one of you and those of you who are following us online. We give the Lord praise for, for you. And we're going to work today, so I hope you have some energy. We're going to be working today. There's no preaching, so to speak. We're going to be praying today. And that's why when with the worship team, they couldn't get into a song because that's where the, the flow is. We're going to move into the realms of the Spirit and we're going to be praying over our families, especially at this season, because we need to pray. We need to pray. There's some heavy things going on and we need to pray. There's times we have the Word, and I, I do believe in the preaching, but sometimes we have to activate that with some prayers. I need to see some changes. You just get to a point when you say enough's enough. And so the Lord has just been stirring up our hearts as we have been in the place of praise. And, and I really believe when you deal with praise and worship, you can't really leave out prayer. Prayer, praise and worship, they all go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. That's like having rice without peas. It don't work don't work. You have to have rice and peas. And then you have to add a little chicken with it. Lord have mercy. Come on, Joseph, if you hear what I'm saying. Give me some seasoning. So we have to have the whole lot together. So we're going to be praying over our families today. And I just want to give you some scriptures before we go back into, we're going to go back in a little bit more worship and then we're going to go into some prayers today. Because I want to deal with, I dealt with in prayer a few weeks back and I just felt that it needed to come back again and we're dealing with overcoming bloodline curses and generational curses because generational influences have the ability to either bring blessings into our lives or to bring curses and when I speak about curses I mean being in a place where you're disadvantaged and we have to understand that God has a promise over our lives. Through faith, we link to the blessings of Abraham. So every blessing that the Lord speaks to Abraham on, by faith, we can connect to every blessing. So the blessings that's been pronounced, we claim those blessings through faith. We take hold of those blessings through faith. And the Lord spoke in, in Genesis 22, in verse number 17, oh God, I feel, I feel to go back into worship in a minute. I need to go back into worship. Let me just do this and then we get back into some worship. Um, Genesis 22 and 17 says, In blessing, I will bless thee. This is what he's saying to Abraham. In blessing, I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemy. In other words, we will be able to take control. We have, we have authority over the gates of the enemy. Puts us in a strong position. And we are the blessed of the Lord, amen? That God's, God's heart for us is that we walk in blessings. 
I was speaking at a funeral on Friday and I was, I was sharing with them the importance of choosing and making the right choices in life and how God, if it's left down to us, we don't always make the right decisions. But God counsels his people to choose their two ways, either life or death. And he counsels us. So you can't get it wrong. He kind of counsels you, encourages you. Choose life. There is a narrow path and there's a wide way. Choose a narrow path. And for us, what God wants, the ideal what God wants for us is for us and our family to be blessed. That your family is blessed. And now you have to kind of move away from being selfish. Not just you being blessed, but your family. Your family walks in blessings. That is the heart of God for us. That's the heart of God for us. That we are blessed and our family is blessed. I was sharing with them how our parents, when they came over to this country, you know what it's like. They, they only come for a few years. They said, we're only coming for a few years and 40 years, 50 years, they're still here. But they made decisions, they came over and the things which they have done, how has impacted our lives and a lot of it in a positive way. In a positive way, they, they went through a lot of sacrifices so that we can reap the benefits of their hard work. Some of you are looking this. It wasn't your hard work. It was your grandparents who came over and worked hard, worked in hard jobs, didn't get paid much money. Wasn't, there was no equality there. But they worked hard. And, and so now for a lot of our, our younger ones, now they have education and can go on to university. That's off the back of someone putting in some hard work. And so we appreciate that generation who, put, who, who worked so hard for us so that we can have what we have today. And so Abraham, we, we know that Abraham obeyed God and through his obedience, the blessings of the Lord came, that not only upon his life, but upon his descendants. I thank God for my mother because from her hard work, the children is blessed. Then the next generation, her grandchildren are blessed and the great-grandchildren are blessed because the blessings begin to flow simply by an act of obedience. Through the act of obedience, blessings is not only bestowed upon my life, but my children's life. And the children's children, you see it going through the generations, the blessings of the Lord. Simply because obedience opens the door for blessings. Obedience opens the doors for blessings. If you want to be blessed, we walk in obedience. And the blessings, when you look at it, it runs in the bloodline. If I was to bring my nephews and nieces and great nephews and nieces, you will see the blessings as run through the bloodline. Simply because mom decided to be obedient to God and serve God. 
And now you see there's loads of us, there's next generation, next generation, because the blessings are flowing through the bloodline. And even to her mother, her mom, my grandma, it's just blessings goes through the bloodline. There is blessings when we obey God's word. Someone say amen. amen. But the reverse is also true. When we disobey God, we open ourselves up for consequences. And Exodus chapter 20, verse 4. I'm still going to be singing that song afterwards, Ben, so don't change too much. Exodus 20, verse 4. God begins to, when you read through, he, he makes it clear, you shall not make for yourselves a carved image any likeness of anything that is in heaven in the heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that it is or that is in the water under the earth thou shalt not bow thyself down thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them I am the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. I want you to, I just want to repeat that. You shall not bow yourself down to any other gods. That's what he was saying. Don't bow yourself down. Don't serve any other God. Don't serve them. For I am the Lord God, am a jealous God. And there's consequences when we leave your way. There is consequences when we bow our knees to a foreign God. There are consequences. It opens the door for some issues. And here are the consequences. It says, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hates me. That's what he calls it, because if you don't serve God, it means that you hate him. And he's saying there's consequences. I'm visiting the iniquity of the fathers. So what the fathers have done is going to be visited upon the children. And upon, up until the third to the fourth generation. Did you hear that? Up until the fourth generation, if you serve any other God, and bow down to any other God apart from Yahweh. God says, I'm going to visit the iniquity, not just upon you, but up until the fourth generation is going to be in the bloodline. I'm going to visit the iniquity, iniquity, because he calls it of them that hate me. But I will show mercy to thousands and to those who love me and keep my commandments. So what is scripture is saying that iniquity is one of the doors that can open the curse or is one of the entrances for the curse. Iniquity is living a life that is lawless. When, when we talk about iniquity, visiting the iniquity, is lawlessness, is perversions. And these are the things that is visited, it comes. When we rebel, rebellion is, is the same thing. Rebellion is, is allows the curse to come in. 
when we rebel against God, these are the entrances that comes into the bloodline. So when you are rebellious means when you refuse to accept God's authority. When you refuse to accept God's authority, you open the door or the fathers open the door for curses up until the fourth generation. Rebellion, iniquity. When we use the word sin, it means sin means to fall short. It means error, to be in error. It means failure. And it also means when you miss the mark, that's what sin is, is when you've missed the mark, there is a, a mark of expectation, but when you fall short of it, it's called sin. And these are the things that allows curses to come into the bloodline. When we, when we talk in scriptures, some of the other entrances are transgressions. Transgressions are, is when you go into territories of behavior that is unacceptable to God. When there's behavioral things which is unacceptable, what happens is you're opening the door and doors have been opened for sin to come through, for curses to come through. Same with disobedience. When you know what should be done, hear this carefully, when you know what should be done, but you fail to do it. And in failing to do it, you know you're going against the will of God. It's called disobedience. And disobedience, again, is one of the gateways of allowing curses to come into our generational line and our bloodline. Amen? So the book of Lamentations, chapter 5, Lamentations, chapter 5, verse 7, says this. Lamentations chapter 5, verse 7. It says, Our fathers sinned and they're no more. In other words, they're buried, they're gone, they've gone to their grave. But we bear their iniquities. Are you hearing me? The fathers, they've passed, they've gone. They're no longer on the earth. But what happens because of doors which may have been opened, sometimes you are dealing with stuff in your bloodline and in your generational line, altars that's been set up that is bringing you and causes you and your family to be in a place where you're disadvantaged. And it doesn't matter how hard you try, you cannot succeed. I said this, I prophesied this way back in 19... About 1994, something like that, when I was talking about Croydon. And I said, if we allow the witches to come into Croydon, Croydon's finished. Because when you allow witches to come and worship on the ground, what happens is the ground becomes cursed. And one of the signs of the ground being cursed, it brings barrenness. It means nothing fruitful can happen. So businesses have come, businesses have gone. It doesn't last because the curse has been on the ground. And that's why we was encouraging the church, and I used to encourage the churches in Croydon to take a whole load of people. 
I sank a whole load of people and walked the streets of Croydon. But no one was listening. Because at the time, everything looked fruitful and successful. Business was thriving. But when a curse is on the ground, because whilst we were busy having church, they were on the ground and they were cursing the grounds. These are the same people who, when you go around the schools, if you look at the schools then, they will put curse tapes at every entrances of the school gates. And were cursing and bringing curses at the school gates. And the church was still having a party. And I would call the church, let's get out there, let's, let's go and pray. Let's go upon the streets. We had to go upon the streets. We had to take oil. We had to go to the entrances or the gateways of the city and anoint the gateways and put oil. At one point, I called the church and no one turned up. It was just my family and two other people. And you know what I've done, Pastor Cleveland? The witches were having one of the largest witchcraft festivals in Croydon. And you know what I done? I went inside there. I went inside because I wanted to consecrate the ground. Because when a curse comes in, it brings barrenness. It doesn't matter how hard you work. You can work, you know, people work from nine to five. You can work from nine to nine. Nothing is going to happen. You will not have success until the curse is lifted. There's some things in our families that families will not succeed. The same issues are going round and round in our families until somebody says, enough is enough. I'm not playing anymore. We're not playing anymore. I want my family to be blessed. And it's not things that you have done or your children's done. It could be things that where doors have been opened. Where the scripture says our fathers sinned. It weren't us. Our fathers did it. But we are picking up the tab. Sometimes you don't realize that your children, because it may skip you, but your children are dealing with stuff that happened in a bloodline. Way back. And they're struggling and struggling. And so that's why we are going to have to stand in the gap. And cleanse the bloodline. And break every generational curse that's set against our families. I don't know if you've ever wondered and you've ever wondered why some families tend to have the same reoccurring patterns. Same patterns. Whether it's failures or financial problems or health problems, untimely deaths, unexplained health issues. You can't seem to get to the bottom. Why is this happening? And there's certain patterns of fear and things that are just repeated over and over again. That we are sometimes picking up the bill for something we didn't do. And the strongest hold, the strongest hold that the enemy can use is when it's in your bloodline. Because everything could be traced through your bloodline. And if you don't believe me, just go and ask your doctor. When you sit down with the doctor, they go through certain questions. And they are always asking you questions 
about what's in your family line. Has anybody else in your family got a high blood pressure? Does anybody else in your family have diabetes? Has anybody else, have you not had those kind of questions? They're always, why do you think they're asking those questions? Because there's things that travel in the bloodline. And the likelihood, when, they, when I spoke to you, the likelihood, if it's happened in your bloodline, the likelihood, you're next. But the devil's a liar. No. I ain't accepting that. I remember with my, with my daughter, we had some issues in our bloodline, in our family. We have kidney issues, kidney failure. And there were certain symptoms that was being displayed. And I began to pray and cancel everything because none in my family. You see, you, we got to act as gatekeepers. This is some serious things. You got to act as gatekeepers because if nobody else in your family is praying, you better be the one who stands on the wall. You better be the one who's the watchman who's praying over your family. Somebody has to get serious about this thing. This, the, the devil has to know who you are. That none of my watch, not with my family. And so when we went and, and they went to go and get the test, <laughs> and she got the old clear, but they put that kind of thing. It was if it's in the family line, the likelihood is none of my watch, not no likelihood. We're gonna cancel. Anything that can be traced through our bloodline, we're going to cancel that today in the name of Jesus. So I'm saying this because I need to lay a, a, a foundation so you understand we're not just praying wishful things in the air. I'm, I'm, I need to deal with scriptures. That's for me. I need to have understanding. When I'm praying, I want understanding because we're going to go deep in the realms of the spirit to deal with this thing. When you look in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, there is about, from verse number 15, there's about 53 verses that list about generational curses that can come through the bloodline. And if I can narrow it down to three things, the effects of cur the curse can fall into three main categories. If you have time to read all those verses, 53 verses, I can just summarize it for you in three, three things. The first thing which you read of the curse is number one is a financial curse. And that's when there is poverty, that's when there is famine, when you see there's no rain, that is a result of a curse. I said it again, when there is poverty in your family line, if there is famine, if there is drought, there is no rain, like, no rain upon the land, that is an indication that a curse has been implemented. The second thing that you read in terms of a curse is through sicknesses. So when you see certain ill health, viruses, disease, plague, untimely deaths, these are all as a result of, of a curse that's in effect. And the third is spiritual separation from God. 
When you are spiritually separated from God, trust me, you're under a curse. Spiritual separation from God, you are under a curse. So there are some, some key things that I just want... I've, I've got seven key things from Deuteronomy 27 that I just want to highlight. These are indications that curses could be activated in your life. In Deuteronomy 28 and verse number 19. Deuteronomy 28, verse number 19. It says, wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be cursed. So when a door has been opened, when we serve a foreign God, when we do the things we are not supposed to be doing, you open the door for curses. That could be something that's already happened in the bloodline or it could be, or could be present. And this will be visited to the third to the fourth generation. And what that verse is telling you, there are some people in our families that just trouble always follows them. It doesn't, you, you might know some people like that, it doesn't matter what they do, trouble always is behind them. That is an indication, this is what the scripture is saying, that wherever you go, whatever you do, you're cursed. Because a door has been opened and trouble just follows you. Wherever you are, trouble's coming right behind. Problems are always coming right behind. You just can't seem to divorce yourself from any problems. That's an indication something is going on in the bloodline. The second thing is found in verse in the same um, uh, Deuteronomy 28, 19. It says, the skies above will be as unyielding as bronze, and the earth beneath will be as hard as iron. It means that when you pray, your prayers are not answered. When your prayers are not answers, you are operating under a curse. Because you are praying and you are praying and it just seems like the sky is bronze. It's hard. It's not going anywhere. It's an indication something is going wrong in that bloodline. And you might have some people that says, Pastor, I've prayed, but no result. They've prayed, but no result. I went around to a lady's house one time and she was saying, she asked me to... I had to go and, and pray. She was saying there was some, I was going to say paranormal activities, but there was some demonic activities that was happening in her, in her house. Spirits were abusing her, battering her. So I went round there and we was talking because I wanted to find out where is the entrance? Where have we allowed the enemy entrance? And we began to talk and I was asking the Lord just to show me what was going on. Why is this woman under spiritual attack? And I said, have you prayed? She said, yeah. I said, are you born again believers? She said, yes. So I said, well, then you should be having victory. This shouldn't be happening. And she said, when the spirits come, she says, I pray. I said, are you using the blood of Jesus? She said, yes. But when that don't work, I cast the devil. I said, well, they ain't going to work either. We, we have to investigate and find out what was going on. But there was objects brought into her home. And these, were, these spirits were coming and attaching itself to those objects. And then what I realized was that 
where she said she was a born again, she was into spiritualism. You can't dabble in that world. And then when you want to just come out, you think that these demons are going to leave you. No, they're going to torment you. You can't dabble in them things. This is, when Jack gets out of the box, Jack don't want to go back in the box. Jack don't want to go back in the box. And so there's times when prayers are not, answer, are not answered. It's not because God is not, I don't have the ability. It's that you're operating under curse. Something's come into your line. Something's come in and it's causing your prayers not to be answered. Deuteronomy 28, 28. Deuteronomy 28, verse 28 says this. The Lord will strike you with madness, blindness, and panic. This is not of the Lord. When you have where you're, you're mentally, in your mind, is tortured, that is not of God. That is not of God. This is what he's saying. When you, when you dabble in these things, you open up the door for madness to come into the family line. You open the door for blindness and panic and other stuff starts to come in and manifest in our family line. And if you want to accept it, that's up to you. But that, I'm just saying that's not of God. The bloodline needs to be cleansed. The generational curses need to be broken in Jesus' mighty name. In verse number 38 and 39, it says, You will plant much, Deuteronomy 28, verse 38 and 39. It says, You will plant much, but you harvest little. For locusts will eat, eat your crops, you will plant vineyards, and care for them, but you never drink of the wine or eat of the grape. For worms will destroy the vines. Have you ever talked to people who earn good money? They earn good money, but you can't see what they, where the money gone. They earn good money, but something just keeps coming and is always, there's always repairs in the house. I, I curse that thing. The fridge... You have the, the, the little extra money, the fridge breaks down. You get the fridge repaired, the washing machine breaks down. You fix the washing machine, you've got a leak in the house. You fix the leak, the car breaks down. And there's always something going on. This is the activity of the adversary. Th that you get to a place where there is no prosperity. There's some people that can't hold on to money. It doesn't matter how hard they work, they can't stay in the job. Something always happens. Cycles, and I, I hope some of this is resonating in your family or, or you're thinking about some of these things that can happen in your family. And all of this is out of an act of disobedience. There is consequences to sin. There's consequences when God tells us, do not follow after the heathens, and we begin to copy them. Do not send out your children during, during um, this Halloween thing and Christians still sending out their children involved in these things, involved in witchcraft and think it's just fun and don't understand you're opening doors. You're opening doors for curses to come through the generational line. Jesus. 
Jesus. Number five, in verse number 30. Mm. In verse number 30, I'm reading from the NTL, New Living Translation. It says, you will be engaged to a woman, but another man will sleep with her. Lord, have mercy. Now, that's harsh. You will be engaged to a woman, but another man will have her. You will build a house, but someone else will live in it. You will plant a vineyard, but you never enjoy its fruit. You're in a place, that's when you have a breakdown in your family, breakdown in the house, breakdown in relationships. And sometimes you see this pattern happening time and time again. You look through it's happened to this person in your family. It's happened to that person in your family. It's happened to that person in the family. Constantly you keep seeing breakdowns in relationship. It's an indication that something needs to be cleansed in the family. Two more and then we're going to start praying. I don't know why Ben ran away. Never mind. In verse number 59 and verse number 60. It says, then the Lord will overwhelm you and your children with indescribable plagues. Do you hear that? But the Lord will overwhelm you. you but you're saying, but the Lord wouldn't do this. This is Old Testament stuff. The principles are still the same. Principles are still the same. The Lord will overwhelm you and your children with indescribable pay, plagues. These plagues will be intense and without relief, making you miserable and unbearably sick. He will afflict you with all the diseases of Egypt that you feared so much, and you will have no relief. That sounds in a bad condition. So there are certain sicknesses that can be traced through the bloodline. But I'm glad that there is, there is hope. That whatever the sickness is, God has the power to break it. Amen? Amen. And the last one, and then we're going to start praying. Deuteronomy, same Deuteronomy 28, verse 66 and 67. I'm just showing you in Scripture some of these things that we are, what we are fighting against. These are just seven, there's more. But there's some things which we are fighting with and having to deal with in our family line. Deuteronomy 66 and verse number, Deuteronomy 28, verse 66. It says, uh, NLT, your life will continually hang in the balance. Your life will continually hang in the balance. You will live night and day in fear. You're not sure if you will survive. In the morning, you will say, if only it was night. And in the evening, you will say, if only it was the morning. For you will be terrified by the awful horrors what you see around you. What that speaks about is the negative mindsets and mentality that a person will have. Sometimes that mindset is so ingrained in that person that it almost becomes part of their personality. 
And sometimes with some of these curses and some of these things in the generational line, people tell you to accept it because that's who you are. Because your dad was like that. Your Your dad was stubborn. So you might as well be stubborn. And his dad was a, and we accept certain things as part of our culture, as part of our family, as part of this is just who I am. And the devil is a liar. That is not what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to walk in the blessings and favor of God. Success and blessings is supposed to be running after you running after you so we're going to shift and change these things because there's things that's been programmed that we're going to have to unprogram and then we're going to have the communion and we're going to cleanse our bloodline completely and so i need us to get serious about this because this is not just about you this is for your family this is for your family will you stand with me we pray you're encouraged with the word of god For more information about Restoration City Church, please visit us at www.restorationcc.org.uk.